Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everybody, uh, Happy New Year! Welcome to 2017, the first edition of Tuesday Night Jaw on the Distraction Pieces Network with me, Jim Smallman, uh, of the year. Uh, hi. It's it's kind of a little long this week. Um, apologies for no podcast for the last couple of weeks. It's been dead busy, it's been Christmas, and I've had loads of stuff on, um, <clears throat> as well as obviously being a dad. That's why I am currently, you can hear some background noise, in my kitchen um, with a dishwasher on. Because uh, it's the only room I can do this recording in without waking up baby Claudio. So, um, hi. Welcome to my kitchen. So, what I've done for this week is I chatted to a few people. We're going to do a proper Tuesday Night Jaw 2016 retrospective with myself and Scroobius Pip and a, a couple of other guests. <clears throat> Got a couple of really good guests lined up um, where we'll basically sit in the studio, have a chat, review the year, pick our favourite things, our least favourite things, all that sort of stuff. So we will do that. Um, also, next week, I suspect it'll be next week's show, um, will be a roundtable discussion of Wrestle Kingdom, uh, which is this Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday morning, if you're up on your Japanese time and you're in the United Kingdom like myself. So, um, I mean, do watch Wrestle Kingdom. If you weren't planning on watching it, watch it either live, if, if you'd like me and don't have a normal job, or, or you know, watch it on uh, New Japan on uh, New Japan's on-demand service, which is New Japan World. Watch it. Oh, God, watch it. Because it'll be great. It's the Japanese equivalent of WrestleMania, and it will be awesome. There's so many great matches on there. And obviously, our own Will Ospreay is over there uh, competing on said show. So make sure you check it out. Uh, but that'll probably be next week's show. We'll be a roundtable. Uh, then we'll have a retrospective of 2016. And obviously, it's Royal Rumble this month as well. So we'll have a big Royal Rumble special that will come out uh, right at the end of January. Possibly the first day of February. I don't know how the calendar works. I know when we're recording it, um, but I don't know when it'll go out. Um... So that's all to come, but this episode, <clears throat> I was backstage at Progress on Friday, we had a show called Unboxing Live, which was a mystery show, um, and I chatted to a few people involved in the show, uh, a few people who just happened to be at the show, um, uh, and just thought I'd get their thoughts on 2016, their favourite match of the year um, that they were involved in, their favourite match of the year that they watched, and just something about 2016 that they enjoyed. So have a bit of a listen. There's some pretty cool guests on there. There's only only a few. I've not. I didn't have. I, I wanted to interview absolutely everybody, but I ran out of time because it turns out promoting a show is hard. Um, so have a listen um, and just let me know what you think. As always, you can get in touch on Twitter at Jim Smallman hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw. And don't forget point people at this podcast JimSmallman.com/tnj. That's how people learn about it. That's how people subscribe to it. Um, <clears throat> and if you happen to have already subscribed, then leave a review on, on iTunes and stuff like that really helps me out so uh, do all that stuff jimsmormon.com slash tnj at jimsmormon on Twitter use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw listen to everything on the Distraction Pieces Network because it's all awesome and uh, I'll see you at the end um, also we were backstage at a show so the sound's a bit over the pla- all, all over the place and occasionally someone else in the room will chip in and stuff like that just, just roll with it it's all cool alright I'll see you at the end Glenn Joseph business partner mates Commentate for progress, um, Buddy Buddy Holly, yeah. Matt, Buddy Holly man. You're not an impersonator because you're playing a role. Yeah, I get, I get annoyed if somebody calls me an impersonator. Impersonators do work in men's clubs or stars in their eyes. Have you ever done a work in men's club? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so the same question I'm going to ask everybody today. Um, you're not a wrestler, so I can't. The first one has to be amended for you. So your favourite match that you've commentated on this year? I'm going to presume a progress, unless you're moonlighting and working elsewhere, you charlatan. Well, yeah. It <laughs> uh, um, uh, was Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay um, because it was just an amazing sprint, and I did lots of high pitch squealing. And from the very like first few seconds of that match, my, uh, my I just went, oh god, this is going to be amazing, uh, and, it, and it continued to be. So you were, you're up on stage at Progress Shows yeah. in Boreham. So you you witnessed the moment where Matt Riddle came out, and I estimate out of 700 people, maybe 250 people knew who he was before. Yeah, fair enough. Because he's not. I mean, he's going to be. There was about not, 500 people there who probably didn't yeah. know. Of what well, knew of him, but didn't know him. Yeah, not to the level that we do no. as nerds, right? He walks out on the stage, and you can hear everyone in the venue go, "Oh, hang on, <laughs> whoa!" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, he's he's yeah. he's an action figure." He is, yeah. He's a walking he's, he's action the, figure. He's a symmetrical Greek god. Um, he is, and, and, and a lovely guy. He is absolutely lovely. Yeah, um, and, and then he posts pictures of himself in his underpants on Twitter, and I'm like. Yeah. I told him the other day, I tweeted him and told him to stop going to the gym. Because <laughs> it's embarrassing for the rest of us. Yeah, he should just maybe stop being so handsome. Um, yeah, Matt, Matt Riddle versus Will Osprey. Um, so, um, you're, and I'm going to make, for everyone else, it can be a, a progress match if they want, but not for you to vary it up. So, your favourite match that you've watched this year? Um, <laughs> for the, I think that you should always get a, a big reaction out of a match. That's mm. what that's what I want. I want... I want a moment. Um, uh, so it's Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg because I genuinely stood in my living room going, they did what? Yeah, me too. Um, and it was just, I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really care about, you can get dropped on your head 40 times in a match, but I cared more about two spears, a jackhammer, and a whoa yeah. moment. So that was, yeah, that, that's why, that's why. And finally, good. non-wrestling, Yes. Your favourite thing of, of twenty sixteen. It could be anything. Anything at all. It can be something you've done, it can be a film, it can be anything. I'm back on well, because I'm back on to a buddy at the moment. Uh which starts again in Southampton, January the tenth. Uh Mayflower, buddythemusical.com. Uh for tickets. Uh and There is the well known wrestling podcast slash nineteen fifties based musical crossover. It's a lot. You'd be surprised. I know. Somebody, I know. somebody too sweet me in the front row once. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, as I went off stage. Thanks for that. Yeah, that was during Panto last year. Um, my favourite thing this year, at the very beginning of the year, was doing Panto with Vern Troyer, which was the maddest thing because uh, he was just a lovely man, and I was just like, I go to. You work. tried to get into a progress show, didn't you? And yeah, he loves wrestling. Quite, it didn't quite line up. It was just because because of the dates, but yeah, he, he absolutely loves wrestling. Um, and what was it? Probably when I um, I tore my trousers clean open in the arse and buddy. That was my favourite moment this year. Was having to think on the fly to go. How do I get through the rest of this gig without anybody seeing my arse? And also, what underpants do I have on? That was what <laughs> if, was if any. <laughs> I was going to say because if I had and it's only ever happened once when I forgot my my stage pants that I had no underwear on during buddy. But yeah, I. I <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly, that 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 would have been the weirdest thing. And having to do the back bends and the jumps was weird, and yeah, that that was that was that stuck out as a moment. This what year. I love is our business partner John Bryan has walked into the room at this exact point. <laughs> you can do yours now. Swap places. Uh, Seamless. Thank you, Glenn. Um, John Briley, business partner, Hi. former manager of me, uh, still manager of you, still manager of me. Let's be honest. Um, robot that runs our shows. Um, can we just play the? My, I, we got my dad for Christmas. We got him one of those well, Amazon. That's, that's out of present. We got, <laughs> we got an Amazon Echo for him, and it's really good. And it knows everything you ask it. So whenever we asked it a question and it gave us the right answer, I just stand in the corner going. So I think we should just play the Terminator music for John. We should just have some kind of film of John just walking through lakes and then coming back up the other side, invincible. John Briley, what has been your favourite? I mean, it's different for us guys because we're not wrestlers. Um, so, and you're, Glenn commentates and I ring announce, but for you, I'm going to make the category slightly different. So your favourite progress match of the year, what is it? Let's see if he chooses the same as you. That'd be interesting. Your favourite progress match of the year? 
Silence can be edited. The, the silence can. I'm not going to edit it out. People it think would, that's it, what you are. It would be weirder if. Uh, it would be brilliant if you only communicated with beeps and clicks. <laughs> can, I, can I choose two? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? My podcast. Uh, Riots versus War Machine, Tornado Tag from yeah. Chapter 34. In Manchester. Yeah. yeah. And Mambo versus Robinson from Brixton. Would you love that match? I do. That's a great I, think, I think it's, for what it is and what it needed to achieve, and being kind of a classic good guy, bad guy matchup, I think it was great. Yeah. I still love people, that people think that that match wasn't planned on being on the show. Yeah, I know. Still get people going, oh, you, you did well to improvise after, yeah. after Sebastian it, got injured. Because what happened is we improvised 100 custom printed beach balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely didn't, yeah, that's what we did. We, didn't, we definitely didn't tech that <laughs> and have people all around the building. Um, your favourite non-progress match of the year? It'd be, do you know what would be even better if he picks the same one as yeah. me? Your favourite non-progress match of the year? Uh, Styles versus Cena from SummerSlam. No. No, he, he went different. No. He picked... Between them, his two matches he picked were ten minutes long for both of them combined. <laughs> Can you now guess what two matches he picked? But not progress. So one progress, one, one non-progress, and combined, the combined running time of the two matches bell to bell is less than ten minutes. See, I know the answer. We've only had one short one this year. I think. So Trent versus Rampage? No. no. More recent. More recent than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, Riddle versus Osprey. Give him a clue. Jim Cornette. <laughs> Riddle versus Osprey. Right. And. Well, that was eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, from WWE. So, what was my still, WWE match? Still only against the ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the main event of a pay per view. Oh, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair enough. Shit, I love um, short wrestling. Yeah, mine would be Star Cena or Styles Nakamura from Wrestle Kingdom. Nice. We look fish bump at the end. Wrestle Kingdom next week, isn't it? It is. Um, and your favourite non-wrestling thing, anything, could be something you've done, could be a film you've seen, anything of 2016. My favourite non-wrestling thing from the year was Christmas Day with my family. Aww. Because nice. first time that we went to my sister's rather than one of our parents. Mm. And it took all day and she messed up the timings on Christmas Day. <laughs> Did you go to? No, no. <laughs> and, it, and, we were, and there was no TV... So all we did, we just sat around and chatted and played games, me and my parents and Helena and Hannah. Mm. And it was great. Excellent. I just remember they got married this year. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't yours. Yours was was hanging out with Vern Troyer and not getting married. Spending a lot of time with a little person. So okay. (laughs) Thanks, guys. So, uh, I'm joined by uh, B Priestley, um, and actually the same questions I've asked everyone else. Um, your favourite match of 2016 that you were actually in? Um, that would have to be myself as Tony Storm at Progress Chapter 40 in Sheffield. Which was great. Yeah. Who lost their eyelashes? Was it you or Tony? No, that was Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wear them that time. I so forgot I, I, them. <laughs> I picked them up. I, I saw the photo, I was like, that's Tony. <laughs> I, I found weird things in the ring before, but yeah. like finding eyelashes was like, oh, this is this is weird. Um but it was it was yeah. it was it was an excellent match and obviously it's from our point of view as promoters, you've got to win over a whole new because it's new a new city as well. Yeah, so and you've I'd, got to show them the right way of women's wrestling. I yeah. think you guys did a great job. So. And I, I got a streamer as well. I was, I was like, Oh I get one streamer, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always get hit in the head with streamers, which I'm not great at getting out of the way. We need to give genuine streamer coaching lessons. Yeah. Because we're not great at throwing them in this country. I think people do it on purpose now, though. I think well, they generally try to kill people with streamers. Deliberately <laughs> bad streamer throwing. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. It's uh, a gimmick, isn't it? <laughs> your your favourite match uh, can be anywhere. Your favourite match that you've watched all year in 2016. Um... Hmm... I do like Yoshida, so I think I'm going to be biased with this and probably say World's Best of Super Juniors match. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a perfect not acceptable be, answer. Not Best of Super Juniors, um, his um, championship match with Yoshida, yeah, his, first, yeah, yeah. his debut. Well, that was very good. It's probably the first time which I've seen actual really, really good storytelling with him. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but I really enjoyed that match. I did. I remember, and, um, I remember 
feeling like a proud bigger brother yeah for him because obviously he's wrestled for us since we started and then seeing that was just like and he did it like so he's wore his Chris Travitz tights as well yeah, and that was wonderful. nice and and now I've started doing the Gamora lot because I love Kushida so much yeah, this is so, yes <laughs> um, final question something non-wrestling that you've enjoyed in 2016 it can be anything it can be a film it can be something you've done it can be music it can be anything at all um, sticks out from 2016 well um this was for wrestling, but we went. Uh, me and Will went to LA for PWG, and just the holiday around it was quite good. Yeah. We, um, it's not a bad holiday, is no, it? When you've been we, paid, <laughs> when Woody's been paid to be there as well, it's quite we nice. went, um, Yeah, we went to Gold's Gym with like Pete Dunne and Marty and um, yeah, Andrews and everyone as well. So that was exciting in Haskins, so it's very nice to oh. just get out there. We met a whole bunch of nice people as well. So. PWG people seem, seem very nice. Mm. They seem. It seemed that we would um, it seemed that we would get on very well with them. Yeah, you know. yeah, it was very nice. I know and then, there's a crossover um, with fans as well because every now and again I'll get someone in LA tweet me going, Look progress, it's like, oh, you I know, it's... Uh, but, um, um, oh, awesome. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for your Thank answer. you very much, Jim. Right then, I am joined in our tiny little office by progress champion Pete Dunn. Hello. All right, mate. Yeah, How I'm are good. you? I'm good. You've not had a bad 2016, have you? Yeah, it's, it's gone a bit nuts. <laughs> But like, it's been a great year, but the last half of the year especially, even the last month, it just seems to be speeding up more yeah. and more as we go. It's just gone. Um, I like, for example, so when you're at the WWE UK press conference thing, um, like, just the, so there's a picture of you and Trent Seven either side of Triple H. Now, imagine going back to January this year and going, hey Pete, this is happening. So, this time last year, I hadn't even started doing the Bruiserweight thing. That oh, hadn't really? even happened yet. Like I'd I'd kind of done it in China as a joke, yeah. and then uh, Andy Quilden from RevPro had saw it and, and I guess thought that was a thing I was doing. Right. And said, "Oh, I love the Bruiserweight stuff. I want to bring you in." And that was in the January. That was mid January. So I hadn't even done Rev RevPro yet. I hadn't been back to Progress yet since Chapter Thirteen. Yeah, I think yeah, it was it was a fair while. So obviously I hadn't done PWG. I was miles away from that, and I was thinking a contract would be years away or anything WWE related yeah. would be years away and now like I feel like I'm getting towards all of that or have already done some of that you know and just to remind people how old are you again Pete? Uh, turn 23 in November yeah so like you really have got everything ahead of you at the minute which yeah, is crazy. And, and it's uh, you know character stuff aside like we're dead pleased for your progress I'm dead pleased for you because you're a nice lad and you're always, you've always been super awesome for us so Thanks, man. Um, it's good stuff so I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked everybody else today your favourite match of 2016 that you were actually in. Okay. Uh, your favourite match of 2016 can be from anywhere. What was uh, it? Okay, there's two of them. There's either me versus Wild Boar versus Eddie Dennis from Attack in Cardiff. Uh, it was like the end of a, a story we'd built up for yeah. felt like two years even. It was since Mark went to TNA basically. Wow. And uh, we'd built it that whole way and just uh, it was our first time in Walkabout in Cardiff, which was a big step up for us. And it just yeah. it just felt really special and like we beat the hell out of each other and it was just we probably went a bit too far at times but it was, uh, we were all super into it and happy with it in the end uh, the other one uh, less so happy with exactly how the match came out like it was fine but I feel, feel we can still do better but just the fact that me and Mark got to wrestle each other at PWG sure. that's full circle you know I had my first match against him and like that's no like, way that's yeah, so cool like, I'd had like trainee shows and stuff but my first match in front of an audience that wasn't that like a paying audience mm. I guess was against Mark in a field in Coventry in front of like 10 people <laughs> I was in a tiger mask uh, so, so that was like full circle like we watched PWG for years and stuff and sort of bonded over that stuff at PWG and Chikara and stuff and exactly, we went to Chikara together we did that together it's, So it's the same reason that progress exists is me and John watching a PWG DVD and like so, so last year or this year rather to see so many guys who work for us in and PWG I can tell you from that. being there the crowd like pretty much the whole crowd all watch progress they watch progress Rev Pro ICW I need to go there yeah. I really need to find an excuse like, to go there both me and Haskins the first time we went were like no one here is going to know who we were and we got a, we got great reactions and we were like oh a few people know <laughs> this last time I went I got one of the better receptions of the night I think everyone was saying they couldn't believe it so um, again every time I go there I'm like no one knows who I am but afterwards I speak to every person they're like I love, I love this match you had in progress I love this match you did for Rev Pro and oh, so. but also as well I think you've got you've got your head screwed on you're quite humble yeah. you know what I mean again away from character, character so, you know yeah. and it's and that's why that's why so many people are putting trust in you at the yeah. minute is because you're a decent lad well um, your favourite match you've watched this year that you weren't in uh, I think it's got to be that Marty versus Will match from your call for Rev Pro 
Oh, yeah. The one yeah. that broke the internet. It um, did break the internet a little bit. Because that was, again, one of those matches that, like, I can't really remember that much that happened in it or anything like that. It was just the fact that on a show that was stacked with uh, imports and stuff like that, it was the two British lads yeah. were out there absolutely killing it and made such an impact throughout the whole of wrestling because of it. Yeah. Um, and that's like, like, that, again, going back to the start of the year where British wrestling was at, it was doing well, but where it is now being, like, like leading the way on the indies, that match was probably a big part of it, especially sure. what those two have done the whole way, but that felt like, that that was the one that put on the map, you know, so that one was, was special to watch. Yeah. Um, finally, um, just something you've enjoyed in 2016, nothing to do with wrestling, it can be music, it can be films, it can be something you've done, anything else about 2016 that you've enjoyed? Just all the travelling, man, just travelling with my mates, and I've, like, I'm the best time of my life, like, yeah. the thought of, of moving on uh, to America or doing any of that stuff, like, it's kind of like I don't want this stuff to end yet do you know what I mean like obviously I want to do that stuff is what I've always wanted to do but at the same time I'm just having the best time ever right now travelling with all my friends and like there's a good crew of us now coming out the Midlands and travelling together all the time Uh, like Travis Banks from New Zealand as well from the car too and like uh, just been like the best year ever Not, not even professional stuff aside that's been wicked but just in terms of hanging out with my mates seeing them every weekend doing killer shows not the social clubs anymore do you know what yeah. I mean so it's been a good laugh I've had this because you know there's been a lot of people this week oh, 2016 is the worst year ever Mm-mm. and I've been going no. well well, hang on a minute so I've had a, I've had a good year comedy wise my wrestling company's done great we sold out Bricks and Academy um, had and, a I, baby. and I had a baby yeah. <laughs> 2016's yeah. fine with me I was going to see that was ridiculous because it, it has been the best year ever like it, everything you know Career-wise, life-wise, it's just been wicked. I hope 2017 carries on. Fingers crossed, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Marty Skirl. Um, Hello. I've said this to a lot of people, 2016's been all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's not been my worst years, that's for sure. <laughs> what was your worst year? Oh, I don't, let's not go down that right now. Let's let's start, really yeah, morbid I was going to say, let's start on a high. Yeah, 2016's been a, um, it's been a pleasant year. Um, not for celebrities, apparently. But, no. Uh, so I've, just, I've just been having this discussion that like, when people, I've had people repeatedly tell me that 2016's a terrible year. No, I've, gone, right. oh, I've had a lovely year. Yeah, me, I thought that as well. I was like, I didn't want to keep going on about how great 2016 <laughs> was. a really nice year. It's like, much. I know I'm a villain, but that's just, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, this year's been good. It's been a, a good fun year. and uh, But the, the wrestling scene in general is just um, kind of exploded. I think more has happened in the year 2016 for wrestling than it has in the last five years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's insane. So, I mean, obviously being a wrestler involved in it, you know, things are going to happen. Which means um, going to be five times as much stuff happened in 2017. Right. Point we can't fi- five times the wages, hopefully, would be nice. Interviews <laughs> 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 Um. So, um, your your favourite match of 2016 that you were actually a part of? So, um, anything that sticks out? Yeah. Um, cool. There's been a lot of them. That's a, a lot of matches. Jesus. Um, I guess the obvious ones, the ones that everyone, the people that talk about. Um, 
Actually, from Progress, me and Chris Hero from Manchester. Which is one of my favourite matches ever. Which I've still never watched. I'm, I'm not big into watching my uh, matches back. Yeah. What I'd recommend you do... Well, I hate, really the, cool. I hate looking at myself. I hate <laughs> listening to myself. And I hate critiquing my work and thinking, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. So, I'm just terrible for it. Like, I can't watch. Must, must, like, sometimes I've watched match back, like, watches a match back, and I've been like, I'm just going to quit. I hate, I hate myself so much. It makes you feel any better. I hate watching you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that, yeah. Uh, so, me and Hero. Um, and I think that was the first time me and Hero really ever wrestled. So, that was uh, that was a good fun. It was nice that people enjoyed that match. And that's kind of my style of match as well. They kind of, it's funny, a lot of wrestlers, they like wrestling short matches or multi-man matches or TV-style matches. For some reason, I'm an idiot and I like to do long singles matches. Like half an hour matches where you get leathered for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was one of them. Uh, another half an hour match, uh, me and Will Ospreay from uh, uh, the Rev Pro Show in your call at the start of the year. Um, again, because that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. That kind of got people talking and, you know, that was kind of half an hour. Anytime you go half an hour, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, so so things like th- those matches are cool, but there was there's loads of like different moments and matches. Like myself, just a few weeks ago, myself and Zach uh, wrestled forty minutes in PWG uh, in LA. Um, again, like even if the matches aren't you know th- the best match I've had all year, just different moments from it. So that was cool because it was like I'd flown twelve hours there, I was jet lagged, everything else, tired at the end of the year. But then it's like two British guys main event American show mm-hmm. uh, and a match that can't really happen in mini promotions and it's happening there um, and then wrestling 40 minutes and that heat it's just like stuff like that teaming up with uh, or wrestling Rey Mysterio at the start of the year really random <laughs> show but like wrestling Rey Mysterio again the match is cool but like there was it was like me Jimmy Havoc um, Nick Aldis one of my best friends against like Zach who's obviously one of my best mates and then Osprey who obviously I know really well and Rey Mysterio like just yeah, pretty crazy. But there's a million more matches I could list off, but I can't even think of the top of my head now. Um, it's been a great year, and it's been a good year for, um, you know, just for good matches for me. As well. I think, like, people kind of know what to expect when they book me now or they bring me into their promotion, so they kind of give me those kind of matches, yeah. you know. Uh, and, yeah, my, even, like, myself and uh, another one, probably one of my favourite matches, if not my favourite, probably myself teaming up with Osprey against the Young Bucks in Leicester for Ring of Honor, yeah. which is just insane and just so much fun. So, um, but yeah, there's been there's been a lot of matches uh, and a lot of great moments. Um, but yeah, off the top of my head, there'd be the it's obvious not ones. Bad, it's not a bad list, is it? Hey, well, there was one actually at the WrestleMania weekend. It was myself, Will Ospreay and Tommy End against... TJ Perkins, Johnny Gargano, and Kota Ibushi, which was just absolute mental. Yes. <laughs> so that was fun. I just wrestled Will. And that was my third match that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wrestled Will as well, which is always an experience. So uh, loads of crazy matches, you know. It's uh, That's what I'm all about, is having those crazy matches. And yeah, people, you know, give me the thumbs up. It's good fun. So what's your favourite match of the year that you weren't in? So your favourite match of the year that you've watched? Ooh, good question. Ugh. You really hit me on the spot. I know you said earlier you're going to interview me, but uh, I'm so curious. Let me think. Um, what's been good this year? <laughs> Glenn Hansel was um, Goldberg against uh, Lesnar. Lesnar I did like see it coming. Yeah. And then you and Jimmy Havoc recreated it. What? At the start of a Jimmy match. spinned me twice, yeah. Um, I don't. Oh, do you know what? That's a. Uh, but I don't, I don't feel know. like I don't. So I do. 250 gigs a year yeah you don't I don't watch stuff yeah I mean I do watch stuff I watch stuff all the time I'm trying to I can't even think honest, honestly top of my head um, it was probably a Chris Hero match <laughs> <laughs> chances are it was a Chris Hero match um, you know what I'm going to pass I can't think I think everyone's rubbish apparently I only like myself Such a I named loads for me and nothing for <laughs> anyone else screw them all um, final question um Anything non-wrestling in 2016 that you've really enjoyed? Be it a film, something you've done with your life, anything in particular uh, 2016 non-wrestling? Well, I'm moving into my own place in a few weeks. It's all right. So I sorted that out. So we have wrestling to thank for that, you know. Cheers, wrestling. Yeah. People often say like, oh, you know, like, you shouldn't do this if you're a heel, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, I've got lots of money. I've got my own place now, so shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was a big moment in my uh, life this year um, 
really big moment for me, which I'm not going to discuss on here, but it was such a big moment, uh, I got a tattoo, which is on my leg here, um, which it says, uh, everybody's free to wear sunscreen. And, the Baz Luhrmann song. Right. It's actually a lecture previous to that. Yes. It was turned into a song. But the free is uh, kind of highlighted um, because after this event in this year, I felt free. Um, so that was a big moment for me. And uh, right, when I got that tattoo, I was like, yeah, it's really... My life's progressively got better since. Um, again, I won't go into details, but uh, yeah, so that was a big moment for me. So that toe means a lot to me, even though it's not like the most, you know, I had, it's because it says. Uh, it's right above your Californian bear tattoo. Right, you and Mark Andrews both got. Yeah, like there's a, that's like the bag. <laughs> it's uh, well, actually, funny enough, actually. So myself and Mark Andrews got the California bear uh, in LA at okay. the Battle of Los Angeles 2015. This one. I happened to get just after Battle of Los Angeles 2016. Nice. Um, just, just timing. Uh, so I guess if I'm in next year's, that will go there. And then if I do loads, we'll just multiply up my leg. Yeah, the closer it gets to your knee, mate. Y- yeah. I'm just going to warn you now about how much that will hurt. Well, uh, I, I was going to ask you, I'm kind of into the idea of getting the word Andy tattooed on the bottom of my foot, obviously as a reference to... It's a toy story. Right. And I had not, this idea... Not Andy Boy Simmons. Not, no. I mean, we could double up and say it's Randy <laughs> Simmons. Uh, no, probably not. But um, your foot. Yep. So many tattoo artists won't do it. I heard that, it's yeah. It's really painful. Well, uh, I, I had... can find one, but <laughs> right. only if I'm allowed to film it. Right, no, I had the idea as a, like, a t- like young teenager, so I'm always going to get Andy down the bottom of my foot, but all I've ever been told is that it's very painful. Yeah, it's if you're a tattoo artist listening to Tuesday Night Jaw, um, <laughs> just tweet me and Marty and we'll there set we... this up. Yeah. Um, and um, we'll film it a uh, million YouTube hits. Yeah, there uh, we go. It's like a viral. recreating jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a jackass. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably never be had a wrestler again. Why, why is he walking so far? <laughs> He's selling that foot, though, isn't he? <laughs> he, yes, he, he must really like Toy Story, yeah. Um, right, go on, bugger off and have a good 2017. Awesome, thanks, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff I appreciate it, thank you. My uh, next interviewee is, uh, is Paz, Mark Parry, Ooh. Progress Referee. Yeah. Uh, not good counter. Um, you're fine at counting. Right, let's clear this yeah, up. I can, I can count. It was a one-time thing that just where the count, the crowd counting ahead of you. Yeah. Which, for the record, I hate. Uh, yeah. um, the crowd counting ahead of you um, actually confused you. Yeah. And you counted wrong. Yeah. Yeah. They counted seven, and then instead of me counting seven, I counted eight. So what's happened here is, if you hadn't have done that, that chant wouldn't be a thing. <sighs> It's not my fault. It happened. It happened before me. It was going before me. It's not my fault. Um, so, Paz, as not an actual wrestler but a referee, mm-hmm. uh, your questions have changed slightly. So, uh, in 2016, mm-hmm. what was your favourite match that you refereed? It can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be in progress. But your favourite match you refereed in 2016? Mm. Mike Bird versus Wild Boar and I in my match for Pro Wrestling Chaos, purely because. Mike Bird and Wild Boar are two phenomenal wrestlers who got to go out for half an hour with me in the ring and to have a crowd much like the Progress fans that were well into it it just paid off watching Boar win the championship so KFC and Bristol right? yes yeah, yeah um, Bristol based and they're both good lads as well oh they're amazing you know both, uh, Mike less Mike Bird less limited yeah yeah, yeah but, Mike... uh, but, but Wild Boar's had plenty of stuff for us and, yeah. you know good lads yeah um, oh, definitely um, second time though more balls come up in people's answers. Um, your favourite match that you've watched in 2016? Tommy, Mark and Marty at Brixton. Just purely because it was an awesome match and it was at Brixton and it just it meant so much to a lot of people. It meant a lot to me. Oh, it was phenomenal. It was just, just like, oh God. And also, obviously, spoilers if you've not seen it yet, um, the pop for, for yeah. James Hammond yeah. returning was... Uh, was yeah, and, right. and taking three really stiff umbrella shots from Marty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were horrible. They were horrible. Um, uh, and finally, um, something in 2016 you've enjoyed that isn't wrestling can be a film, can be music, can be a video game, can be anything. Ah, oh, something that I've enjoyed mm. that isn't wrestling. <laughs> you made me sound yeah, like, but like there, there is nothing there is nothing I don't do what, like the only other thing I do is I race radio control cars and Which I used to do when I was young yes and I, I won a couple of championships this year and that's probably the highlight of non-wrestling what do you drive uh, it's an F2 it's called it's a different what scale 112 electric yes see I remember this yeah see it's nice it's uh, indoor um, indoor oval so oh an oval yeah I used to do indoor but 
carpet on the but I yeah circuits yeah, yeah no, I see I can't do it. that I've actually said to my missus can I get a remote control car and she has gone no in the same way you're not allowed a drone oh, see I've got um, both so I've got a drone you can have really yeah right this interview's ended on a wonderful note so, um, uh, I genuinely have it's about this big it's got a camera on it you can have it because I can't sell it no one will buy it so spare batteries spare props everything. why will no one buy it just nobody wants it you can have it Genu- genuinely the next progress show I will bring it and you can have it oh you see it's a shame this is the mystery show because what could have happened if we could have got a free drone oh who could have done my idea it's only tiny <laughs> he like, genuinely had an idea it's only a tiny one and it's got a memory card but you have to watch it back on a laptop there's yeah. no screen but you, you can oh, have it I didn't even want that just, just see, wants to be able to fly one yeah no I've got one you can like it, you can change it into two modes it's got like a stunt mode so when you flip forward it does rolls or it rolls to the side or you can just have it normally fly match. He, he, you genuinely wanted to have Vanguard 2 yeah. genuinely you can, you can have it <laughs> they haven't got they haven't fucking copyrighted it have they it's just a drone make up your own minds about what's it called no I've got one you can have I'll bring it to the next progress show amazing well, yeah, cheers pal there you go no worries good lad thanks alright I'm now joined by one of my favourite wrestlers and one of my favourite humans um, Mark Haskins mate you don't just have to say that because I'm sat here no mate I mean it you know oh. I mean it you're oh. a lovely lovely man um, oh, I, I like you too. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, um, so, 2016 is on one hand huge year for you, and then towards the end of it, you had to have a bit of a hiatus because of your injury, right. which um, is for our fans of stuff. Well, obviously, the way you came back to the ring, put the belt down in the ring, left. I came backstage. And then everyone lost their minds. Because we didn't realise, because we were back here, we didn't realise how much chaos was out there right. when you did that. Because people didn't know what was going on until we obviously explained it the next day. So, what I think is interesting about you is, is this year you went from being another dude on our roster to someone who everyone had an emo- felt they had an emotional connection to. And it happened when you won the Smash title. You saw the crowd went nuts for it. And then when you won the title in Brixton, the crowd went nuts for it. And then when you had to abandon the title, the crowd were gutted because they, you know, everyone won this amazing connection with it. Um, so it's been, I suppose, up until probably like October, it was a great year. And then it's probably been a bit tricky with you being injured for the last couple of months, hasn't it? Yeah, um, I've been kind of lucky in the sense of the timing of the injury was at a point where I was feeling pretty like. I mean, I felt beat up anyway, obviously, because of it, but also as well, like, just mentally, like, worn out, because it had been that fucking hectic, you know, yeah. like, it was, it's been a crazy two years, like, the last time I was injured was maybe two years ago, um, and I came back then yeah. on the premise of retiring, <laughs> and then suddenly, like, I've had the most successful two years of my career, and it's been, it's been mental, and I'm still here, you know, I like, yeah. so, um, I mean, it, you know, it, yeah, it, it's been insane, like, and during that time, during my time off, like, I've, you know, had uh, Christmas, I got two kids, you know, obviously my son in his first ever, you know, nativity play and Which that. I so, saw, uh, you were selling merch at the interval. I was, I was, uh, <laughs> Jack Haskins t-shirts, uh, yeah, so. Uh, Your tattoo of him uh, is amazing, by the way. Oh, thank um, you, man. If you could explain for the listeners what, what so, the tattoo is. Basically, I got a tattoo on my arm um, of my son holding a T-Rex and he's smiling and he's got the biggest smile on his face and the reason why he's smiling like that is because I have my tattoo artist who, who did um, the front of my arm, which is a picture of my daughter yeah. walking through some woods. Um, she really wanted to. She wanted to draw a dinosaur. Like Jack loves dinosaurs. She wanted a picture of him smiling. So the easiest thing that I did was pick up this dinosaur, hand it to him, and I started making fart noises, which he found <laughs> hilarious. And that's how he got to smile. So um, yeah, now it's uh, now it's printed on my arm for uh, for the rest of time. So. But no, it's, it's nice to have knowing that your tattoos mean a lot to you as well. It's nice. Do you know what I mean? Right. A lot of my tattoos look stupid, but they do nearly all mean something quite good. Right. Uh, not the Ron Burgundy portrait um, <laughs> most of the other ones do so um, 2016 <coughs> big old year for you what was your favourite match of 2016 that you were involved in I don't remember having a match which I didn't look back on and love right afterwards like I've had a ton of matches um, and I, I I don't know like it's been a whirlwind so it's yeah, nice like, that you uh, enjoy it because there's some wrestlers who come like I think it's the pessimist optimist thing so like I do it as a comedian. There's plenty of comedians who come off stage and go, "That was brilliant." I come off stage every time going, well, "That bit didn't work." Right. Even if for 19 minutes of the 20 minutes people are applauding everything that I do, it's the one minute where they're not that I think about. And I think you're an optimist in this. But if you're saying you've come back and 
but I know up until a couple of years ago you weren't necessarily enjoying wrestling as much as you no I fucking hated myself I hated it like everything like I look back at like the early uh, the earlier days of my life and pretty much from the years of 18 till I was maybe I don't know like 25 26 I near enough hated every day like I mean there were there were cool moments during those times which like I look back on with you know fond memories and that but the, there was a lot of situations going on in my life which I I hated and I put so much pressure on myself as well like you know um, I, you're a very different person to when we first met you at Progress do absolutely like, like yeah I, I, I hope so because I hated who I was back then <laughs> so um, didn't want to say mate uh, <laughs> you're a proper dickhead mate like, but now you're okay yeah but yeah now like uh, it, I put so much pressure on myself to succeed like because this is all I've ever wanted like mm. I, you know I um you know, I, I went through the horrible uh, training process I did of, like, uh, I, I had, like, no social life for, like, maybe six years or so, like, something ridiculous, like, because all I wanted to do was wrestle. So, like, I was, you know, uh, I saw people occasionally, but I didn't have, like, a social life. Like, uh, you know, I was always in the gym or trying to work to pay the bills to keep a roof over my head in the city that I hated living in. Um, just so I could, yeah, just so I could keep on <laughs> training. Um and you know is yeah like um i'm i'm a country boy like i i'm from the countryside like you step out the back of the house where i grew up and it's just fields for yeah. miles on end and um i like i never wanted to live in a city and just i don't know like you know whatever but i hated a lot of uh, my earlier life so like you know i think you guys met me when everything was building to a point where i was you know i just kind of lost my mind essentially you like you even sat me down at one point like I think it was at Glenn's birth, Glenn's thirtieth birthday party was when we first sort of started socialising outside of wrestling a little bit. Yeah, and I remember you and your wife looking at that, and and you. One of the first things you said to me was, "Sorry if you've ever thought I was a dick." Yeah, but you, and I went, "I didn't really." But like, I, the thing is, is being backstage at a wrestling shows is, is there are always there is always we're quite lucky in progress that there's not too much in the way of ego and stuff like that. But there's sure. always a delicate balance of ego and people wanting to make sure that they're noticed and there is the competitive nature of everyone wants to get be, be spotted and, and, and go on to the next big thing so yeah. I get that it's the same backstage at comedy gigs so I understand it but you were never that much of a nightmare but the difference in you in the last in the last couple of years is one of the reasons that I mean we, we told people that obviously you're out hurt at the minute but we have you backstage at our shows is because we like having you around as well as the fact that you're great at helping people work their matches out I thought it was just because I don't go away I just no, keep just, turning we up like having, we like having you here so you know. ah, thank you man I appreciate it I love being here as well like I'm glad that I've had a few shows where I can just chill out and just watch a show because yeah. like I genuinely mean it like I love being at progress I love sitting at the back and watching like I'm happy when my match is on in the second half because it means I can just sit behind the curtain and watch <laughs> the first half and then I have one backstage to see you cross-legged <coughs> sat next to the curtain yeah. there's certain people who have always done that you've always done it Tommy End used to do it all the time as well right and it's and it, you know, Dude, it's, like, it's good to see uh, progress captures the essence of wrestling which um I that I fell in love with when I you know started when I, when I became a fan. Like I feel it has that you know that uh, rock and wrestling connection. Um, there's such enthusiasm, there's passion, like from everyone involved. And I think that was the first thing that I really noticed the difference with um, working for you guys is that there were, everybody was passionate about it, and you don't get that with every promotion, you know. Like, but with you guys, from you know the top to the bottom to to everywhere, like you know from promoters to wrestlers to fans to referees to auxiliary role people to camera people, everybody loved it, and I, that came at a time in my life where everything that I was doing was for the greater picture, you sure. know. Like, um, you know, I mean, I earlier on in my, my career like I said like I hated living in Portsmouth but I lived there because it had the best training facility um, like I uh, when I went to Japan like you know I appreciated the opportunity I made a lot of friends there but there was like also on the flip side there was a lot of uh, cabin fever and you know like you kind of miss home and that and then you know TNA happened and I won't say anything else about that and uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm, you know like uh you know, and it, it felt like everything that I'd, I'd done in wrestling at that point hadn't been what I wanted to achieve. And furthermore, like because I was investing so much emotionally, physically, mentally, and everything in it at that point, like it was frustrating for 
to see guys who, who were coming along after me or whatever who mm. I knew hadn't had like the, you know had to pay the same dues that I'd paid um, who, who were making it and I was I think at that time like a bit of pill to swallow you know like I thought like oh well once I get over this like and I get to that next level like that'll be when things take off for me and like, it, it just never happens so um, it got to a point where it, I mean what towards the end of 2013 is when you like I think I reached my like pinnacle of being a massive prick <laughs> and then like <laughs> I remember, like, I it was Christmas that year. Job Riley um, just walked in the room and is nodding. Yeah, I totally like. I, I pretty much, I think, 2013. Like, and this is the other weird thing I've noticed as well. Any time that I've been like bitterly depressed in my life, I've dyed my hair black. Right. <laughs> so if you see me with black hair, shit's bad, and just stay away <laughs> because it's, it's terrible. But um, during that time, I was like, I was just so frustrated because I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, um, and like. It, it reached that point and I think I got ridiculously drunk one night and just like vented all of my feelings into a, a message on my notes on my phone <laughs> and I wrote it and I read it back to myself I was like I really am a prick like I'm just and from that point on I was, I was fine like you know I got beat up I was fucking uh, battered and I took some time away at the end of 2014 and I was like oh, I'll just come back and like you know just pick up a few paydays and because I'm broke now and like <laughs> and then uh, you know I'll retire and I'll do the retirement tour and like my last match was going to be for, with Rampage for you guys I was like that uh, no DQ match with Rampage Brown mm. I was like I want to see the, the feud out with Ollie and then I'll just grab I'll tell you guys I was like can I grab the mic after the match and just be like that's my last mi- match tonight guys like take care see you all later and then by the time it got to that point I was like yeah, you guys are running download in June. I want to go. Like, maybe I'll stick about, and I guess to download, and I'm like loving it again. And John's like, oh, you might, you know, be winning the Thunder Bastard next month. I'm like, well, I might stick around till then. And then here we are, like two years later, and now I'm like, oh, I love wrestling. Like, this is amazing. It's the best thing ever. And like, yeah. So it's been a been a whirlwind um, time, man. But. Two two more little questions for you. Number one. Um, what's your favourite match this year, this year that you've watched that you weren't in? Could be anyone. Oh, shit. What's happened this year? I don't know. Like, that... this, this is an interesting thing. Every wrestler I've asked this question to has gone, I've got a big list of things I've enjoyed that I've involved in, but I can't think of anything straight away that I've watched. And, it, and I think it's just that. It's like with me not watching stand-up. I think it's... You still watch the matches at the shows because you want to pick things up. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard... It's hard to pick out one match when you're around so much wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, like, the, the thing for me as well is, like, I'm involved now not because I feel I need to be, but because I want to be. Yeah. And that's a big change, I feel, personally, for me. Like, um, I and, and everybody's so good now. Like, I genuinely believe that we have some of the best talents in the world. Like, not just for Brits, but in the world. Like, I totally never... Right. I never expected the British scene to be where it is now um, and every show is stacked because you've got so many ridiculously good guys so like it, it's easy to kind of get lost in that and like when you sit and watch something like I, you know like we were saying a minute ago like I try and watch a, as much of every show as I can um, and there's been so much good stuff and it's so easy as well when you see so many good talented guys just to kind of get, like, get lost and enjoy that moment you know yeah. like I don't want to watch things back on DVD I want to all, you know, on demand, progress on demand. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> thank you. Demand.com. <laughs> but, um, do you know what I mean? Like, I, and I like to just be a part of that moment. You know, like, um, I, I will say uh, as much as this is that um, Marty and Will from Your Call earlier yeah. this year was insane. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to watch it because I was getting ready for uh, my match, which they were on uh, last before intermission yeah. and straight after intermission. Um, I had this like Ring of Honor World Title match or something, you know, like with Jay Lethal, <laughs> one of the best wrestlers ever, you know. But like, and coming out of that, like, I I felt like I match didn't get as big a reaction because like Marty and Will like stole the show. But like, I didn't feel bitter about that at all. Like, I felt fucking great because I was like, you got a show with guys who are Ring of Honor World Champ or like this import here or this import there, or you've got AJ Styles in the main event or whatever. And the guys that stole the show were two British guys, yeah. right? Like, how fucking awesome was that? And I watched the match back uh, like afterwards, and I was like, that was insane. I was glad that I missed it. Um, and you know, like, I'm I'm super fucking pumped for them to be doing everything that they they've been doing because they they're kind of like that next level of like touring match that's been sure. going around and showing everybody what they've done. Um, yeah, I genuinely can't think of any matches off the top of my head that have stood out above others. You know, that and, and that is super loved. And this is the, the thing I'm always keen to point out on this podcast is is whilst I'm biased towards progress, my company, <laughs> right. but 
like British wrestling is hot. Not just it's not just us. It's down to it's down to companies like Rev Pro putting great shows on that are different to our shows, and ICW putting great shows on in it. And it's important to encourage people to go and see those things because yeah. you know there's people who. When I started my podcast, didn't know how progress were, but they knew my podcast. They, they, they listened to the podcast because Scrooge's Pippin' Buster. Right. So it's like you know, stuff like that, pointing people in that direction. So you know, see stuff like that. It's great. Last question. Nothing to do with wrestling. Um, is there anything in particular that stuck out in 2016 that you enjoyed? Can be a film, can be music, can be a video game, can be something you've done in your private life. Is there anything in particular? Oh, you're opening up a fucking can of worms now. Aren't I know. You? <laughs> private life. What have you enjoyed? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, but like I said, like I'm, I don't know. I've suffered however many concussions now. Like memory of a sieve, I don't remember. Like you know, what I mean, it's just been like it's been a great year, and I feel shitty that everybody else has hated it because I've been saying the same thing all day. It's like right, I'm, I had a son. Yeah, uh, I had a son. My football, my football team won the Premier League, uh, and my wrestling company's done all right. I've had a fucking belting year, dude. It's been insane. It's been like one of the best years ever. Like there's been so much cool shit. Like yeah. awesome, awesome wrestling wrestling shows. Um, just do like everything I've been involved with I've loved um, I can't think of like once again I can't think of anything that really just stood out as like the number one thing like one, one moment that I did enjoy I took my son Jack on a road trip with me and I put him in the front seat um, and as I got into the car he just said dad I was like yeah I looked at him he's like I'm a bad motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't what do you say in that situation? I, I I just looked at him and I was like, I believe you. And then, and then we started driving. Getting the, getting the wallet from Pulp Fiction yeah. uh, with it. Dude, like, yeah. I, <clears throat> yeah. birthday present, absolutely. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mark. May you, uh, may you be on the road to recovery and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see you in 2017. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Cheers, dude. Safe. Okay, that was that. Uh, thank you to everybody who took the time uh, to have a little chat with me. Uh, some people, a couple of minutes. Some people like Mark Haskins a little bit longer because you just can't stop Mark talking and that's wonderful. I'm going to do a full episode with Mark Haskins at some point because he's genuinely one of my favourite people. I think it'd be great to have a, a more detailed chat with him. Likewise, Marty Skill, Pete Dunn, everybody else that we featured. Um, we'll, we'll probably get the, the full treatment at some point. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Tuesday Night Jaw throughout 2016. Um, we only started in April. We've done really, really well so far. We want to keep doing well, so keep recommending this to people. Uh, keep supporting. Keep getting involved. Just tweeting me and saying you're enjoying it knows makes me know that people are listening. It makes me want to work even harder to give you a podcast that you guys can enjoy every single week. Got some cool guests lined up this year as well that we'll have a chat to, uh, plus various roundtables and little weird tangents we'll go off on. So hopefully it'll be a great 2017. Don't forget jimsmorman.com slash tnj to point people in my direction at Jim Smallman on Twitter. Listen to everything on Scroobius Pip's wonderful Distraction Pieces Network, including the Distraction Pieces podcast, which is his. Um, the Stop and Search podcast and the Say Why Your Drugs podcast are both great as well and helping me write something at the minute, both of those podcasts. So get involved in those, listen to those, subscribe, rate, review, do all that gubbins. And, and you know what? I might have some merch soon as well if, you, if you're on board with that. You're on board with that? You're on board with that. If there's any merch in particular you want, let me know, at Jim Spawn, hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw, but we'll sort something out. I've got some ideas. I like merch. I, I'm wearing wrestling merch now, to no one's surprise. It's a Tommaso Ciampa t-shirt. Um, it's very pleasant, it's from Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, so yes, um, have a lovely 2017. Um, I'll see you next week, I think, for the uh, Wrestle Kingdom roundtable discussion. Uh, in the meantime, have a lovely week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the podcast in 2016. And let's have an awesome 2017, eh? All right, see you later.